Welcome back to the Always Aggressive Podcast. I'm Corey, that's Tanner, and head coach Tony Ursland uh, along for the ride here. Uh, uh, fellas, I, it, it's a busy, busy time, busy week. I know you guys had a busy weekend last weekend, uh, uh, a very well attended, it sounds like, parents weekend here on campus. Uh, coach, had to be great to, to get the very extended family uh, on campus, huh? No doubt. I mean, you know, um, all of these firsts as you uh, come out of, I mean, I get we're still in COVID, right? We talk about this all the time, but things are more normal. And so when you go two years and, and, and have not seen a lot of these people, right? I mean, have them all in one building or one room or at the same tailgate, um, you know, that's very refreshing. Like those are things that they just kind of keep coming up. You know, the, the first couple practices where you're not all in masks or you're not in small group instruction, like those are like milestones. You know, I think of those as kind of milestones. And this weekend was another milestone because we had a vast majority of our parents and, and people associated with Purdue wrestling back in town to watch practice and then, and then uh, get together at a tailgate prior to the football game. So yeah, it was, it was awesome. Again, it just felt like a, a very refreshing milestone again, that signals were heading towards, you know, just something that's just a more normal way of life for us. Um, it was, uh, it was really interesting when I started and I didn't even, it didn't even hit me until we actually got up to the tailgate and I started shaking people's hands and, and meet and, you know, meeting them because we weren't able to do anything with last year's freshman class. Most of the freshmen didn't visit campus. They didn't do official or unofficial visits with their parents. So we had two full cycles of kids who we never you know, we never got to be around their parents. So um, getting to put some names with some faces and, and uh, you know, get that first introduction was, uh, was really cool. Um, Tony, I thought the, one of the funny comments I heard from a couple parents um, was that they, uh, I feel like I know you already from the podcast. <laughs> I got that a couple of times and it like, it, it made me chuckle because, you. I mean, you know how I always say, I'm like, you mean people actually watch this or listen to this? That's wild. <laughs> Crazy. I thought we're talking to ourselves. Yeah, so that gave you the gave you the warm and fuzzies on the back of your neck, didn't it? A little bit, a little bit. Well, you know what? It means that the time that we spend doing this, you know, every week or every other week, you know, is is uh, is worth the effort. Yep. I think I think that's what anybody probably wants to feel about their work is and their time is that they're doing something that you know, makes a difference or, or, you know, makes an impact on, on somebody on some level. So, uh, no, I thought that was, that was really cool. Um, also probably, uh, need to send a, uh, a thank you and a shout out to the guys over at Gridiron Metalworks, uh, Derek Diltz and Paul Sadler. Uh, they came and they grilled all the food for us and made it so that we could go out and, uh, and mingle and, and talk to people and, and be around, uh, be around all the families. And, uh, that was, that was awesome. Their efforts were, were greatly appreciated. So, um, yeah, gridiron metal is gridironmetal.com. I believe I have to go double check on the address and I'll put that out somewhere. Cause if I mess that up, I'll feel really bad, but, uh, <laughs> they just put a bunch of Purdue wrestling stuff in their store. They do some really cool stuff. So, um, really appreciate those guys coming out and helping us. Yep. No, it was, it was a great day. The weather cooperated, right? The sun uh, came out the day before, boy, it was miserable. So uh, I was kind of wondering, um, but it was uh, miserable the next day too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So we, we, we just snuck it right in the middle and, and it worked out. Um, and it, you know, 
it was great again to see and meet people. And I say meet because a lot of us, we'd done this through Zoom, right? So it's like you're introducing yourself all over again. And, and, and I know I didn't even still wasn't able to catch up necessarily with everybody who was there, you know, schedules, some were going to the game, some were, you know, doing different things, but, uh, but it was nice to at least see people where it wasn't a zoom call. You know I mean? I've had more than a few parents where it was like, you're, you're introducing yourself again, but that's how we got through the recruiting process. So it was, it was an interesting day. Like I said, to say the least. Yeah. Um, Another funny note from the uh, from the family tailgate. I don't know if I ever told you this, but, but told you about this, Tony. Uh, Jeff Coleman tried to get me. He uh, he came Jeff up Coleman and Coleman tried to get you. Jeff Coleman tried to get me. Um, there were two uh, two of the young kids' parents that were they were they were standing in a triangle talking, and I could come over and introduce myself. and 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 Jeff was last, and uh, Jeff stuck his hand out, and I, you know I knew who he was, and. And Jeff texts him and he says, "Hi, I'm uh, uh I'm Amel's dad." Like to shake, you know, to, to, like like I didn't know who he was. And I said, "Jeff, that's not funny." He's like, don't mess with me. I said, "I know who." I, I said, two years ago, I know who those kids' parents are. I don't know these new kids, but I appreciate the nice try. Yeah, oh, and it, it was yeah, it was pretty. Everybody everybody in attendance laughed pretty hard. There was some some yep. tears on some folks. It was pretty good. Nate, that was not that was, that's a good effort. This had been the year to slide one in. Yeah. Make make your play. I get it. That's good. I, I appreciate the effort. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, nope, I know who Amel's parents are, and I know who your kid is. Don't mess with me. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it was it was it was a lot of fun, very refreshing. And again, you know, with us being on the verge of the season, just a great way to kick it off, getting with people and uh, you know, uh just enjoying the day. Absolutely. Um, you know, we'll, we'll transition from one event to another. Hopefully we're going to see a lot of these people back here, uh, Friday evening, uh, guys are going to make weight. They're going to put on the singlets, tie their shoes up for the first time as we host wrestle offs, uh, Friday, October 29th, Holloway. Asia, the public it's going to be awesome to, uh, up to everyone in the Holloway again. Yeah, now you got a little glitchy there, Tanner, but you were talking about uh, WrestleOffs, buddy, in Holloway, right? Seven o'clock? Yes. There you go. Sorry, you, you went you went glitchy. We're still doing this, this whole COVID Zoom stuff, right? But, uh, no, it's it's going to be, you know, it's going to be fun to watch these guys uh, kind of come out and, and get after each other for the last time before we start the season. Um, you know, we'll get a good idea of what the lineup looks like. Um, but, you know, re regardless – Again, to be upstairs in Holloway and, and have that going and have uh, another official on the whistle would just be good. It's a piece of the puzzle for us. I say this often, but I, I like to make sure it's clear. Like, you know, um, a lot of these guys, you know, you know, that you see win will be the guys in the lineup. But it's, it's always just a piece of the puzzle. You know, it's not we don't just take just the winners off the wrestle off. And that's our lineup. It's just it's just an indicator uh, of where people are at. So. Yeah, we call them wrestle-offs, but, uh, but maybe indicator matches is what I really think of them as. You know, it, it shows us where guys are really at. So that'll be exciting. And it's dress rehearsal too, right? A lot of what this is, besides the matches for me, is watching how the kids' final preparations go. And that's a big deal for us too, because the guys who are taking care of their bodies, right, doing their weight the right way, taking care of their minds, getting their rest, getting their sleep, 
coming down to wait for the first time. It's that dress rehearsal as much as anything. So yes, the matches are part of it. And I know a lot of people will watch for results, but for me, it's that fine tuning of here's how we're going to make weight, do our warm ups, and then go compete. And then we'll make notes and we'll tweak. And that'll help us for next week when just about everybody or anybody who's healthy anyways is going to compete both out at uh, Drexel and Ryder and then the Michigan State Open. So it's as much about that for me as it is, uh, you know, just, um, you know, the, the matches themselves and what the outcomes look like. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I've always found it interesting to see how, you know, the guys get down to wait for the first time and they do it in a setting that is not, that you know, that doesn't count per se. I mean, obviously every time you get out there, it counts, but, um, you know, when it's going to go on that official form and we're going to go out there and, and compete with the team score with another school. Um, and uh, so, like you said, watching them do it for the first time. So if they're going to mess up, let's, let's mess up Friday. Let's not mess up next Saturday. <laughs> well, and, you know, and, 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 and maybe it's just, if you mess up, let me to use your term, right. If something goes sideways, maybe it's just a part of the plan that needs to be tweaked or changed not from lack of discipline or anything like that. Right. I mean, that's, right. that's really where I'm at. And, and it kind of goes to what we were talking with the team about, right? Like you, you gotta be mature in your outlook. This is important because it is a piece of the puzzle on your way to, uh, to, to, you know, March to the NCAA championships. It's that first rung on the ladder in my mind. So now you're starting your climb and you've got to do it right today because it's going to help you figure out what next week and the following week in March needs to look like for you to, to land, you know, where you want to be with your goals. And so uh, you got to be mature, right? Like you've got to have suffered and sacrificed with your weight and your training and, and how you're doing this now. And it's, it's got to be important in that way. And I can't emphasize that enough because it's easy to get caught up in something you said where you said it doesn't count. And, and I know you're just saying, hey, it doesn't go on a record form. And I get right. where you're at. But it's really easy for, for athletes to slide into that frame of mind. And then you delay your preparation because you're thinking, well, this doesn't really count. Right. And that's couldn't be further from the truth in terms of, of my point of view, like my evaluation of where this athlete is at and what is he doing and how is he preparing, you know, and, and what's it look like. So so I guess I want to distinguish that. Right. So that we all kind of know what we're looking at. It's as much about how are you preparing uh, going into your final preparations for competition as much as anything too, besides the result. Well, and I think you bring up, you brought up another interesting point too, is, you know, I use the term you mess up, but um, the reality is, is that you could do everything right. It just doesn't work out for your body. And like, and like you said, you might need to tweak it. You might need to do something a little different. And so you may not have messed up. You may not, you know, a, a, a young man may not have, uh, you know, made any mistakes. They may have followed all the directions. It just so happened that the directions didn't necessarily fit their body or how their body was going to react to it. So um, you definitely added some perspective to kind of like looking at that preparation piece and, and getting down to weight and, and being ready to wrestle on a, you know, on a one hour weigh in type deal. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, Corey, when, when Tony goes on these, uh, these, these diatribes of, of coach speak, like, you know, what kind of eye opening does he give you as far as when he starts, you know, changing perspectives on you and, and, and pulling out, you know, some of these, these ways to look at things that, you know, regular guys like me and you may not. 
Yeah, no, I love it. I think that's that's the whole point of what we should be trying to do here is go inside the, uh, however scary it might be, inside the mind of the head coach. Because <laughs> uh, that leads to really interesting takeaways and, and knowledge, like you said, broadening of broadening of knowledge is awesome. And, and Tony, when you when you did that, when you talked about, you know, getting prep, it's not the first time we've we've talked about that on this show. Uh, but I wonder, like it, it, it made me wonder, does that change from year to year for guys? Like, OK, so they have to know the, the right routine. It's all about peaking in March and it's all about finding, OK, yep. this worked for me. This didn't work for me. This definitely worked. I'm not going to do this sequence again. And, you know, for guys like you know, the young guys who were going through this the first or even the second time, I get that. For guys like, you know, D Schrode or Max Lyon or, you know, Tom Panola, does that change from year to year too for them? Or is it, do they have, to your experience, more of a, you know, a tried and true way of doing things? Well, I think it changes and it can change year to year. But I think, you know, as you have more and more experience doing this, you figure out, right, what creates consistency in your performance, right? That's what you're looking for. You're looking for what is going to get me to my highest level of performance. You know, what's my warm-up look like? Where do I need to be in, in terms of my headspace, right? Like you think about emotionally, do you need to be revved up to attend to compete? Or is that so revved up that I can't focus on what I need to do, what I have to actually, you know, maybe it's a seven. So figuring out what the warm-up needs to be, where you need to be kind of in terms of, you know, emotionally, you know, what level that is, um, and, and how you go into the match, you know, what, what gets the best out of you. I think that changes guy to guy and year to year. Okay. Although, you know, for a guy like Devin Schroeder, who's in year six, I still have a hard time saying that, but he's in year six. Devin seems to have a really good handle on, on what he's doing, right? He knows what he needs. Now that doesn't mean we won't tweak something because as he's making weight and doing something, he might find something that works a little bit better for him and he'll make an adjustment. I, you know, I don't think you ever want to just lock yourself or pigeonhole yourself in, right? Like you've always got to, the plan can change no matter what, right? The, the goals stay the same. The goal is, you know, throughout the year to, to knock these things off that you set for yourself, short-term, long-term, you know, mid-range goals, but how you get there can vastly change with illness or sickness or how you're making weight and your body's reacting, you know, how and when you cut your weight and, and get ready to wrestle. So, so again, that's, this is as much about that as it is just seeing who's, who's going to perform well, um, because we are going to have to tweak the plan for guys. And, and then, you know, look at a first year guy, right? These guys are still new to our program. This is the first time they're coming down to wait under our plan. So like we had Elaine in to talk to the team, you know, uh, about here, you're at your 5% on this day. Then we're going to come down to our 3% on that day. Now it's squeeze, squeeze water and make weight and wrestle. Right. And, and so it's their first time. And again, you're watching to see how that goes because you'll make adjustments from there too. So we, I don't treat anybody the same. You know, you, you find what gets them ready, you know, the best way possible. And then you go from there. So uh, it, it's fun. That that's what keeps it interesting for me because no, no two years are exactly the same. You got 30 guys in the roster that, you know, they all require that type of, you know, individualized approach beyond just training beyond just, you know, the talent in the room. I, I can see, I can see that being a really fun challenge for, for uh, someone of that coaching mindset. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, here, I'll give you one example. I'll go off on a tangent. 
a little bit, but Coach Suflone, who's here with us, you know, I'll use Jake. We tweaked a lot with him on his, in terms of his warm-up because he was in such tremendous shape. We knew he was going to be the strongest man at the end of the match. Yep. It was just making sure that he went in, you know, in that first 30 seconds when they blew the whistle that he was ready to go because he always got his motor running, you know, hotter and harder towards the end. It's like if he was a little slow out of the gate, sometimes he was having to run a guy down. Yep. Late. And, and, you know, if he was on the short end of the stick, it was because he didn't, he ran out of time. So we played with his warm up off and on to make sure that when he put his foot on the line, he was almost like in mid-match. You know, like that's where his his heart rate and, and kind of everything else was as far as him competing. So, you know, again, th those are the fun things, you know, that, that I enjoy about helping young men through, find out what gets them there to their best, you know, effort when they take the mat. Uh, pop quiz time. And uh, I'll let Corey go first because Tony's going to have a different answer. Uh, Friday, lights come on. Corey, who are you most excited to see step onto the mat for 21-22? You know, I kind of knew this question was coming. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the, uh, I'm gonna take the layup. Um, I haven't been in the room since uh, since last spring, um, so I haven't had a chance to see Kendall post post injury. I'm really looking forward to to seeing him back on the mat and uh, and competing, whether that's Friday night or or, you know, next week or, or the rest of the season, just, you know, he, he's a ton of fun to watch to begin with, but uh, just seeing him bounce back, seeing him back out there hundred percent is, is what I'm most looking forward to. Fun note about Kendall. We were getting, uh, you know, all the families came over to an open practice Saturday morning before, uh, before they went up to the tailgate and uh, Jake Morrissey, you know, our, our recent alum, mm -hmm. who's a Lafayette, Lafayette PD SWAT um, was in the room hanging out. And uh, Jake looked at Kendall and he was watching him for a second. He goes, he goes, man, he makes fast guys look slow. <laughs> That's well said. <laughs> it was. And so, yeah, I, uh, I, I shared that. Erz, I mean, you, uh, opposite end of the spectrum, you get to see these guys every day. So you're seeing them in yep. practice. Who, uh, who are you most excited to see step out under the lights? You know, I, I get a really, I, I'm going to give you a really boring answer because uh, I, I like, I like a lot of them. I mean, we've got a lot of, I, I, and I truly, I, I believe we got a lot of really good kids that can do well and I'm excited to see how they come out. Now, you know, a lot of these guys you've seen for a number of years, uh, let's just take them out because a lot of people have seen them and know what they are. Kendall's in that group. Um, I'll tell you a guy who's looked really good, Alec White is a kid that I'm very excited about. Um, you know, you talk about fast guys, you know, he's, he's got great athletic ability. He's been in our room a long time and he looks very focused this year. So he's a guy that I throw out there that I'm anxious because he's not been in the lineup as much, but boy, he, he looks like he, he, he really wants the spot, you know, and that's not taking anything away. We've got other guys at that weight you know, uh, you know, Cruzy, Trey Cruzy, uh, Ethan Smiley. We got other guys, man, that, that are very rock solid guys and they're going to, they're going to fight and be there. But, uh, but I mentioned him because he's, he's really very focused uh, this year. And so I'm excited for him. Uh, the other guy, uh, Emil Sunland has had a uh, tremendous uh, summer and fall. Like he, he's a workhorse. He's putting in the time. Uh, he, he's got every right to be, you know, very confident and in, in going into this year. You know what I mean? So, and that's to add in the whole list of guys, right? Like 
uh, you know, we got we got six, seven other guys ranked, right? National qualifiers, one matches, and 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 those two guys are are I think going to be tremendous pieces for us this year. That I'm just I'm, I want to see, you know, uh, you know, want to see that hard work pay off for them this fall, this winter. You know, we talk we talk about this sometimes, Tony, in the office about how like there's certain guys that can go out and lay it on the line every day in practice, and then there's certain guys that when those lights come on. Uh, a switch flips and they go to a whole different level. Um, I, for one, am, I'm excited to see some of those guys get out of the practice room and, and get the lights to come on and see what that transformation looks like as they, as they, as they go into competition mode, as opposed to practice mode. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the thing, right? Um, I, I go coach speak again, you know, to, to get your hand raised, right. In the, in the toughest of matches and situations, you, you gotta have two things, right. You day to day practice habits, the effort you give, the focus that you have has to be at hundred percent. You gotta have that day to day uh, preparation there. Um, but then the same thing happens when you put your foot on the line, you gotta be ready to give everything you got too. I mean, if you, if you miss any one of those things, you're short, you know, you don't, you don't get there. And so that's that piece you're talking about where I, I see us, our preparation has been very good. I feel good about where this team is at and the focus that they've had. And, and now, Hey, it's when you put your foot on the line, uh, show all that hard work you've put in, you know, free yourself up, go wrestle to, to your potential, wrestle your kind of match. And then that's the, that's the piece, right? We're going to see some of that um, Friday night and we're excited to see some of that. And then, then we're going to see it again, you know, uh, November 6th for real. So um, th that's what I'm really looking for. I I'm sold on the preparation of this team and, and the talent and what they've done so far. And now, Hey, when we put our foot on the line, you got to, you know, throw everything you got at your opponent across from you, no matter who he is. And you talk about coming up short and I, you know, I wanted to add that, that Vegas short, whether he gets ready, whether he prepares, <laughs> oh, whether he prepares oh, well no. or not. Wow. You he, had to uh, go there. Yeah, I did. I did. He's been giving me a hard time lately, so I really wanted to make sure I got a shot in it at Leroy uh, on today's show. That was important to me. So I appreciate you setting me up for that. Yeah. That was uh, that was a dynamite drop-in. Is that what you usually – is that what you, is that what that's you a, That's it? a dynamite drop-in. Um, now I, I almost – might I suggest that we have Coach Vega on, on an episode in the future – and let him respond because the listeners might, might be interested. You know, they might want to know, you know, what his response is here. I don't know. I kind of like having the power to be able to talk about him without him being on here to respond. That actually, it makes me feel, it makes me feel good about myself. It makes me feel, you know, it's a, it's, 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 it's a throne of power of sorts. So yeah, it's a very one-sided conversation at this point. Yeah. 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 And those are the kind of, those are the kind of conversations I like to have with Vega are the ones. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, the next thing we got to talk around a little bit because this information is not public yet. And so there's a lot of this that we cannot talk about. But the, the Big Ten <laughs> Network television schedule is rapidly approaching. Um, there are rumors that it could come out in the next 24 to 48 hours. I can't say that with any sort of like firm hand, but I'm, you know, fingers crossed for all our listeners because I know they're, uh, they're anticipating finding out when they're going to be able to watch us uh, on the linear network and uh, courtesy of our good man, Corey Palm here on the, uh, on the BTN plus stream. So either way, um, lots of Purdue wrestling to be watched this year. Um, 
But I would like to talk about a very specific date that is going to be a, uh, a first of its kind event. Um, January 23rd is going to be a pretty special date, right, Urs? Yeah, no, I'm pumped. You know, um, we've got, I'll preface it by saying we've got a lot of preparation that we're going to be putting into this and that has gone into it already. But the fact that we're to the point where it's, it's a thing uh, has me super excited. Uh, hoops and headlocks. Uh, Tanner, that's your, that's your idea with the name, right? I got to give you credit. Is that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll share it with Bailey, Bailey and okay. I, Bailey and I were the ones that stumbled into this concept. So, uh, yep. yeah. So a shout out to Bailey as well and, and you, but, uh, hoops and headlocks, um, is, is the name of the event. And we are going to be having men's basketball uh, against Northwestern in the afternoon. And then we will follow shortly after the conclusion of that event, uh, with uh, our dual meet against Wisconsin. And my understanding is BTN is doing both events. And uh, the game has already been sold out for Northwestern, correct? The men's basketball game is sold out, 14,123. Yep. So the goal is to keep everybody in the building and have 14,123 people watch, watch Purdue wrestling uh, against uh, Wisconsin, another quality opponent in the Big Ten. Should be a great match. And I, I just, I don't think there's probably been a, ever been a bigger crowd to watch, watch a wrestling duel here at Purdue. That's, that's a heck of a crowd there and something we're excited about the prospect of. So, um, you know, we're look for more information uh, on that as we move through the months leading up to it. Yeah, there's going to be a, there's going to be a lot that goes into it. We're trying to involve all different areas of athletics um, from development to sponsorships to, uh, you know, our, our people who do our concession stands to, you know, different promotions and giveaways and, you know, everything's on the table right now as far as what we could do um, with that, you know, what we hope is only, you know, 45 minutes to an hour between contests. But uh, I tried to suggest locking all the doors to Mackey Arena so that <laughs> nobody could leave. I'm uh, sure the fire marshal loved yeah. that idea. Apparently there's something called fire code or something like that, that they cited that said, I can't do that. But um, so, you know, it's going to be great though, because you know, after the basketball game is after the basketball game is over, um, you know, we'll have free admission after that. So anybody who does decide to leave, um, we will be able to let in parents and other fans uh, for, uh, for wrestling. You know, if, if people don't have tickets to the basketball game and they want to come for wrestling, uh, the yep. doors will be open. It will be, uh, that we'll be able to come in and watch, but, um, you know, shout out to our facilities crew and everybody who's worked behind the scenes to, to make this possible and come up with the ideas and the concepts to, you know, game ends, roll the mats out, get everything going. Meanwhile, you know, men's basketball, they're going to be having their press conferences and all their post game stuff behind the scenes. So there is going to be a ton of moving pieces and parts mm -hmm. to this. Um, but it should be, uh, it should be a pretty special event and to my understanding, I, I would love to hear if I'm wrong, has anybody, if, if there's anybody that's ever done a men's basketball wrestling doubleheader um, in one venue before, that would be uh, some cool history if, uh, if anybody knows about something like that. But uh, I've never heard of such an event, honestly. I mean, I've been around for a long time and, uh, it, you know, a, you know, providing a dual or double event is not new, right? Like you have Beauty and the Beast with, say, gymnastics and wrestling or something else. Rumble and tumble. What's that? I said, I've heard it called rumble and tumble before. Yes, but I've never seen uh, something like this. So uh, very unique. Uh, and like I said, we 
we really uh, need people to stick around and, uh, you know, let's, let's pack Mackey and, uh, and have an all-time crowd for Purdue Wisconsin wrestling. Absolutely. Put it on your calendars, January 23rd. Um, all the details will, will be announced as we get closer to the event, as far as what promotions will be available when times, you know, what times things are going to start, um, what, what level involvement the, uh, the TV, the TV folks over at BTN are going to have. Um, how much they're going to have my guy, Corey chasing his tail to, to help us get ready for that thing. He's going to um, set up a cot back, uh, back. It'll <laughs> yeah. be a busy weekend. day, buddy. Yeah, we made life tougher, tougher for you on January 23rd. Hey, yeah. where's Corey? He's sleeping next to the coffee machine. Wake him up. Uh, maybe now's not the right time to get into this, but, uh, you know, we got, we got some time once more details are known, but how this idea come about, I, I would think this is kind of a, discussed at the highest levels to begin with type of an event it seems <laughs> no no okay no that's not how it came about um actually uh bailey slowfeld and i were uh we were in her office and we were talking through the wrestling schedule and we were discussing different things and i think we were talking about the idea of like combo events like you know like we were trying to figure out like what's a way that we can yeah, what can we tag with we were just spitballing, honestly, and then we kind of started thinking about the idea of a, you know, a doubleheader. Like, how can we leverage a men's basketball crowd uh, mm -hmm. into a wrestling event type of deal, and and different ways that we could uh, to could do that. And it was it was born out of that little, you know, one-off side conversation that she and I were having on a random afternoon uh, over in her office. So, um, and then from there we just started slowly involving more people like asking like, Hey, how could we do this? And, um, you know, there were some, there were some initial, there were some shifts from the initial plan as far as like, you know, we, we had it formatted one way and we found out that there were some headaches that made it so that we couldn't do it that way. So we adjusted it. And, um, you know, we started calling people at the big 10 started calling people at the big 10 network and asking like, Hey, what do you think of this? Do you think this is viable? Do you think this is something people would be interested in? Um, you know, shout out to AJ Eads. AJ helped us, you know, with, with this, uh, you know, podcast, you know, friend of the podcast. Yep. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, it, it just kind of slowly kept going. And, and finally, you know, Bailey and I wore people down until they said yes. <laughs> <laughs> persistence oh man we weren't gonna let it go at, at what point was uh was matt painter asked and who had to make that ask <laughs> uh, 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 who's made that ask yeah <laughs> i i caught up with paint and talked to him and he was very open you know i mean obviously there's there's always logistical challenges yeah. that we're not aware of right like we see a great event want to do it and so that's working through with our facilities people and, and events people, you know, that, that there's, those are the, the hurdles you have to navigate, but I, I will say painter was, was, was open and great about it, you know, kept an open mind, you know, certainly he, he you know, had some things he was concerned about, but very supportive from that end. You know, I will say that, Hey, he, he's been great in terms of, you know, you know wanting to help if he could and make it work. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, it was funny. Ursland, when I, when I actually, pitched us on the idea and I, I told him about it in my office he's like let's call painter he whips out his cell phone and calls paint on speakerphone right there on the spot and i was like 
Painter's not going to answer you. He doesn't want to talk to you. And sure enough, Matt Painter answers the phone. And he's like, man, this has got to be important if the big dog's calling me. <laughs> so, but no, Paint, uh, Paint likes wrestling. It's my understanding. Did, yep. he, did he room with wrestlers in college? Yeah, yeah. He, he references that. He hung out with wrestlers in his day. So, uh, yeah, he, he's got some experience. And, and That's he, how I know Painter's not all there. He asked me. <laughs> He asked me about takedowns for a dollar all the time in the parking lot as we we're coming and going. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's a promo for us. You know, I don't know. That, that count as sports gambling? I'll have to ask Jack <laughs> Probably. probably. <laughs> um, the, hey, the other thing, too, I would like to give a shout out to. I know, uh, obviously, Painter has to give his blessings, but Elliot Bloom was great. For sure. In terms of that, you know. Um, so just want to give credit where credit is due there, too. Like, working with with those guys from basketball, uh, they were, they were always supportive of this concept. And so uh, we, we appreciate that. One thing about, yeah, go, ahead. go ahead, Corey. One thing about those dudes is, you know, they love their sport. They love their team. They love Purdue. They love mm -hmm. the Boilermakers and, and they're going to do whatever it takes, no matter who it helps for, for the department. We, you know, I, yep. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah no doubt. I think that's, that's well sports. said, Corey. Um, you know, the thing I was going to add was it's amazing how much people don't know about the behind the scenes and the production that goes into putting on an event. You just one event. You know what I mean? Like, let's just take that men's basketball that day. The amount of people that have to get here first thing in the morning for a game that doesn't tip off until five, six hours later. And they're setting up this and they're checking in this and they're making sure that this is done, whether, you know, whether it's fire code, whether it's, you know, the, you know, the police officers coming around doing the building sweep, whether it's concessions, all that stuff. So then to turn that into two events, like it's a, uh, there's a huge amount of appreciation that, that goes out to everybody who has already, I mean, and, and there's still, like we said, there's still a lot of work to be done, but um, just the solving the logistics to this point of people that have, have signed off on this being a yes um, is a, is a huge, a huge win for Purdue. And, and, you know, there's a lot of appreciation from us. Yep. No doubt. Um, so look for more information on hoops and headlocks um, in January 23rd uh, should be, should be pretty incredible. If uh, only they'd let me chain the doors. <laughs> Love it. Um, Last but certainly not least, um, one of the best weekends for high school wrestling of the year was this last weekend. You know, while we were here with all our families and parents uh, doing the, the football game and the tailgate, uh, Coach Shop was out in North Carolina taking in uh, the prestigious Super 32 tournament. And it was some uh, pretty incredible high-level wrestling. And, um, yeah. you know, I didn't get to watch a ton of it live, but I definitely have watched a ton of it. And I, I know you have too, Tony. Yeah, no, uh, you know, uh, shop was out there uh, working very hard. Uh, clearly, you know, we had limited number of dates, you know, for parents weekend and home football game stuff. So we decided that we were going to be here for that coach shop. Uh, we needed to have a presence down there because as you mentioned, it's, 
the best uh, high school tournaments, you know what I mean? Well, and kids, right? They, they have kids divisions as well um, out there. Very deep brackets, a lot of tremendous talent there with ranked kids. So, so we had to have a presence there. Shop was out there holding down that fort, uh, talking to people, watching the matches, you know, sending us, sending us kind of reports on kids and those things. And, uh, you know, I, I even uh, way to keep track of it myself. I was at a, at a swim meet. On Sunday, uh, my son Jackson, who is an avid swimmer, uh, had a, had a meet that I was able to get away, sneak sneak away for and watch. But yet, I got I, I don't know I don't know what people thought because I had my head down, watched my phone for about four hours. I'd looked up for his races, right? I'm you know <laughs> okay, okay. I'm there for him, but my head <laughs> down on my phone for about four hours, so I'm not sure what people thought of that. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm really brutal. not unfriendly. I, I do like to talk. No, that was, that was, that was, that was, that was work too. So I'd, I'd look up for the 200 meter freestyle, right. Or something like that. I'd wa look up, watch Jacks, and then the head would go down too. So I felt kind of bad at the end of the day, how maybe that kind of had looked. Cause you know, even, even, you know, Carol had, had something to say about, yeah, yeah it was nice. You, you worked all day looking at your phone. <laughs> I was like, it is, it's a big day. This is a big day, man. So. Yeah. Um, it was amazing how deep some of those brackets were and how much information there was to, to sift through. Um, one cool note that uh, I'd like to make sure it gets on the show. Um, we held a, uh, we held a super 32 training, you know, Tony Arizona wrestling camps and the mm -hmm. Purdue wrestling staff. We held a training yep. camp the week before um, there were 19 young men who, uh, who attended our camp that went out to, uh, to super 32 and of those 19, uh, seven kids placed, uh, three made it to the round of 12, and two more made it to the round of 16. So um, hats off to those guys. I know we can't mention them by name, right? but uh, we hope that uh, we hope camp helped, and we hope that, you know, that was a, a fun and, uh, and helpful experience for them as they, as they chased the podium uh, out in North Carolina. Yeah. And we thought that was a good room, right? Like, I mean, when, when you have those kids come in, you're like, wow, we got a lot of good kids here, but then you see the results and that kind of backs it up. Right. And for people who may not be aware, um, you know, if you're new to, to wrestling or the show, those are, that's 128 man brackets. So when you're talking about placing, man, you're talking about top eight out of, you know, 128 or, or more or more or more. Yeah. So that was, that was a, that was a big tournament quality field. And to have those kind of numbers in terms of placers round of 12 and even round of 16, you know, suggests that uh, there was, those were some pretty talented kids in our room. Yeah. Um, from a recruiting perspective, Tony, you know, you look at these brackets and I, I mean, you just, you just said it, like you're talking huge brackets that are deep that have, you know, 20, 25 ranked individuals in them from all over the country. You know, kids that have had, you know, some kids flew, some kids drove, you know, some kids cut a lot of weight. Some kids didn't cut much weight. Um, how do you sift through all that information as a coach and get something out of it? Well, I think, you know, we go back to what we've talked about before, like the results are one thing, right? There's, there's results there for you to evaluate their skill sets, how they compete, how they respond to tough situations, right? Over the course of two days and several matches, you know, uh, how they respond to good calls, bad calls, adversity, like there's that, right? That's, 
you can see it and you can evaluate it. But then after that, it's it's getting to know them, right? You're, you're, you're picking up the phone or you're talking to parents and the kids and you're really trying to find out what makes them tick and is this a good fit for our program and what we expect from our kids. It just starts with that, right? There's no easy way to get around it. You got to do the work. It's kind of like, like, you know, wrestling. You, you got to show up. You got to work hard every day. And it's now it's, it's sifting through all of that because the one thing I would say about that tournament um, is some kids cut a lot of weight. It's, it's a way in first day, you know, and then, and then you're not making weight after that. Right. So that can be, that can be, you know, a little, uh, you know, I don't know, surprising in terms of if you think this kid's at that weight class, well, he may have cut really hard to make weight one time, you know, the day before, right. Wayne's are the day before, and then you compete. It's not same day Wayne's. And so those things are, you got to be careful with, you got to understand like how much weight did he cut? You know, how big was he for the weight? Cause he may have competed at 126, but he's wrestling at 132, you know, for the rest of the year, you know, he's never going to see that weight again. So you got to take all of those things into consideration uh, when evaluating the kid and how he fits for your program. In my opinion. Oh, I, I know that um, <clears throat> Willie Saylor had some of that on his show yesterday. He was talking about kids and what weights they were at and how they're not going to, they won't compete at that weight. And, Yep. You know, they just made it the one time I saw another member of the media who said, you know, made a, made a little quip that was like, how many guys are going up now that super 32 is over type of deal. Yeah. Like, it yep. was, um, there's a, uh, it can be easy to get lulled to sleep by the performance and the, the showing at this one, this one deal. Um, when you look at kids that may or may not compete at that weight on a regular basis. Absolutely. You know, and then when they, when they got to compete up and then, you know, we compete on a one-hour weigh-in, right, for duels, two-hour uh, tournaments, first day. And so that, that can be telling. And how is a young man winning? Does he have to cut a lot of weight to be successful? And then what does that look like on a one-hour weigh-in against a very quality opponent? You know, there's a, there's a big difference there. And you can just look at freestyle, right? Like freestyle used to be day before weigh-ins, and guys could really, again, cut more significant weight and look good the next day. But now that they've gone to basically, you know, collegiate back-to-back days, weigh-ins, two-hour weigh-ins, boy, it's really shuffled, you know, or shifted guys from different weight classes. And then guys who were successful, maybe not as, as successful now because uh, they were cutting a lot of weight to stay in there. Corey, you got anything else for Super 32? Uh, no, I don't think so. You talked about the suicide brackets. That was a I, I was blown away when I pulled those up and I saw, oh, round of 256. Yeah. <laughs> my God, my head was spinning. I can't imagine that. There's a lot of kids. And, and like then, seated dudes having to go, you know, having to wrestle pigtails in 256 and win yeah. nine matches on the way to the title. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, and some very deep weights. I mean, I'm telling you, there was, there was a couple weights that were really deep. Like, you know, you take – the top eight kids, you you'd easily take any of those top eight kids as very quality D1 kids, you know, and that's not every weight. There was a few weight classes where, you know, you'd say, hey, it's not as deep. Some kids place, but maybe they're not, you know, at the level you would you would want them to be. Um, but man, there was there was some weights where, boy, you know, the top eight, you'd take any of them because they, well, they were that good. And there's also, you know, the fact that it's it's kind of a wide open tournament, like you said. So you've got you know, you've got 2022s or 23s, but you've got 2024s and 2025s in there competing. You know, yep. like, it, it's a lot for uh, – I'm, I'm glad it was AJ's problem to keep all that straight. 
<laughs> yeah, and he, he loves it. I mean, uh, Shop did a good job. He's out there running around, man. I mean, it's 28 mats, you know, but but he did a great job of, of hustling hard and coming back where we built our list. You know, we had our staff meeting yesterday, and now you're just adding names to the list, you know, of guys that you're interested in, you're going to follow and, and recruit. So it's it, it's it was productive. It was a good trip. Love it. I think that's all we got for this week, guys. It Boys, was, this uh, was a packed show. This might be the best show we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Every show is the best show we've ever done. Corey, yep, come there on. you go. Until next week. <laughs> Until next week. We'll, we'll be back next week to talk about the, uh, the beginning of the season. We'll recap Russ Lawson and, and talk about that trip out, uh, out East. And uh, man, it's, then we are, then we are on the roller coaster until the end of March. So this is, this is the good stuff. Tony, yep. thanks. Tanner, thanks as always. I, I can I can only see part of you because part of you is camouflaged. There, I got my dick yeah. in. All right, uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch you down the road. Boiler up. Boiler up.